Podcast.io. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the first installment of Fantasy Champions. I'm launching a podcast over here. I'm Andrew Potter Gray, your host. If you want to win your league, you need to look at the game statistically and logically, a nice balance. Many owners get caught up overthinking and falling short of logical trades and or waiver wire pickups. That's where I want to come in. This podcast is dedicated to everything fantasy football. I want to make you all fantasy champions. A little bit about myself. So I've been playing fantasy football since 2016. My historical data goes back to 2018. Let's just say I don't know how good I did. Probably did bad in those first two years, but I've only gotten better from there. I have a 60% win percentage. I've won three championships. My overall record is 74 and 51. Those numbers may not jump out at you with the 60% win percentage, but as many of you know, um, 9 out of 10 times if you win 60% of your fantasy games, you're going to be in the playoffs, and all you need to do is get in to win. As a matter of fact, a couple years ago, I had a guy in my league who was 6-8. and eight. He ended up winning the championship, went on an absolute tear in the playoffs. I think a majority of that league, probably two through six were, or th- two through five were seven and seven. We had one guy eight and six. So whether you take anything from my podcast now, you listen for five minutes, or you end up following for a while, I appreciate you riding along with me. I'm super excited to get this rolling. I'm super excited for the football season to start. I'm super excited for the drafts coming up here at the end of the month. I hope. If you do think take anything from me, it does help you win some games and you do become a fantasy champion. Let's go. So for today, we're going to go over wide receivers. I'm going to list my top 40 wide receivers last. First, we're going to go over must-have rookie wide receivers, mid-round receivers that could be top 10, 15, underrated wide receivers, and I'm going to look at some waivers for Dynasty. I'll also look at some wide receiver bets that I like on FanDuel. And then we're also going to look at my league winner, must-have wide receiver. The next few shows, just to let you know, we're going to go over running back rankings. Then we're going to do tight end and QB rankings after that. I'll review redraft strategies, dynasty strategies. We'll do AFC divisional breakdowns. And then I'll also do a show reviewing my drafts of my four leagues. I'm in four leagues, three of them are PPR, one of them is half PPR. As mentioned, one of them is a dynasty. So there will be a lot of content coming through this podcast. So to start, the must-have wide receiver rookies. Number one on my list is going to be Zay Flowers. Right now, he is the PPR ADP 105.3, wide receiver ranking 47. They've said publicly... Players, coaches, that they're going to be throwing the ball a lot more. Lamar says he wants to throw the ball a lot more. He's currently listed as their wide receiver one. I know OBJ's there and Rashad Bateman's there. You know, Mark Andrews is probably going to be the top target there. But I think Zay Flowers goes in and gets a lot of volume from day one. And if you can get him that late, um, with JSN and Jordan Addison being listed above him, I think even Quentin Johnson is above him at this point in ADP, I think He's an absolute steal. He's going to be the top rookie wide receiver based on volume. And the dude's an absolute absolute stud. Number two on my list is Jordan Addison. I like this pick 
because I think he can take over the wide receiver two role. As of right now, I think he is the wide receiver two. I'm not sleeping on KJ Osborne at all, but Jordan Addison is a stud and they're going to be throwing the ball a lot more. There's not going to be a ton of coverage on Addison because they're going to focus on the man himself, Justin Jefferson. Um, But I do think with him going at a current ADP of 82.8 wide receiver 38, I do think there's a lot of value there in keeper leagues. Um, And I also think by the end of the year, he'll be the number two wide receiver. If any of those players, those other wide receivers get hurt, he's a plug immediately. JSN number three on my list in Seattle, 79 wide receiver, 36 is ADP 79. Um, I think he's a great player again for keeper leagues. He's clearly the most talented wide receiver. They put a lot of stock in him. Um, but he's going to have to deal with Metcalf and Lockett taking targets. I think those two are still the one-two. Um, JSN's going to get targets, but I think a lot of slot limits his ability down the field, though I've heard he he does have a lot of speed and he can get down the field. I think a lot of what he's going to get is probably in the slot, um, which does kind of limit his ceiling. Number four on my list is Quentin Johnston. Again, he's going to be a wide receiver three. I don't think the volume's going to be there, but I do think that he may be a better pick um, than JSN for one reason in particular, and that's because Mike Williams and Keenan Allen get hurt every single year. And as soon as that happens, it's the next man up. He also has a beast of a quarterback in Herbert that's going to be throwing the ball. He's been showing out as well in training camp just as Flowers, Addison, and JSN have, so we've only heard great things. But again, I think volume is going to limit his ceiling. And then Mims out of Denver. He's currently going as the ADP 208.8 wide receiver 77. Tim Patrick is recently out, done for the season. That's going to offer a lot of volume to Mims. I think Sutton and Judy are obviously the, the main targets over there, particularly Judy this season. Um, but I do think that Mems is a good player to pick up and hope he breaks out that late. It's basically a free pickup. If either of those guys, Judy or Sutton, gets hurt, he's probably going to become a star. Next up, we're looking at mid-round wide receivers that could be top 10, top 15. First up, I'm looking at Christian Kirk, wide receiver out of Jacksonville. First and foremost, he was the number 11 wide receiver last year. I believe him and Lawrence are only going to get better. I think Lawrence is going to be an absolute star this year. There are a lot of mouths to feed over there, but he does have big play potential and he will get the volume because he's a trusted player for Trevor Lawrence. They have designed plays specific for Christian Kirk. I think he's going to be an absolute stud going at ADP 74 and a half wide receiver 32, which again, I think is a little low if I'm being honest with you. Christian Watson, wide receiver out of Green Bay, 56.7 ADP, wide receiver 25. I do have some questions about Love. Um, They've showed clips of him in training camp, heaving the ball. I think yesterday I saw a clip of Christian Watson catching a long TD. Um, He is their number one wide receiver. I think where he's currently going in the draft right now It's good to take a shot on him. I don't even think it's necessarily taking a shot on him, if I'm being honest with you. I think that he has the big play potential. He's proven that he can catch touchdowns. Last year, 
He had a, a couple games where he, he had a three-game touchdown, a two-game touchdown. Week 10, 11, 12, 13, 34 points, PPR 21, 23, 24. So he's definitely going to only get better. He's in his second year. I think he's an absolute steal in the draft. I think he could be a top five wide receiver if he's given the volume and he's getting the touchdowns. Top five, I will say that. Um, I think if any team can get him, he could potentially be a league winner. Next up, we're looking at Ayuk. San Francisco, 68.2 PPR ADP, wide receiver 28. Last year, he ended as the wide receiver 15. Everybody's been saying he's going to have a breakout year this year. I think last year, honestly, he kind of did have a breakout year. I mean, the numbers don't necessarily jump out of the page at you, but from a volume standpoint, game two and three, he had eight and eight. He was above 10 with 11 and 13 points, respectively. Week six and seven, he had 11 targets, seven and eight receptions, 28 PPR points, 15 PPR points. And then from there, he just went on a tear. He had 15, 20, 13, 16, 11, nine, not bad, 13. He had really one terrible game in week 15, 3.9 points. But in the playoffs, he was an absolute stud for you. He got 13 against Washington week 16, and then week 17, which would have been championship week, he had 28.7 points. That's a league winner right there. That's a championship game winner right there. I think that he's going to have Brock Purdy throwing him the ball, and Brock Purdy seemed to like him, if I'm being completely honest with you. And I do think he's going to get a lot of opportunity to excel. Next up, we have Dotson. I think his name's been thrown around a lot, and I think he deserves the hype, if I'm being honest with you. He's very sure-handed. He has breakaway speed. Um, I'm very, very weary to pick him just because I like wide receivers that are being thrown the ball from proven quarterbacks. He, he's not, he doesn't have a proven quarterback there. Um, I believe Jacoby Brissett's in the running who can give some value to Dotson, but... Um, Dotson would have to make a lot of a lot of unbelievable catches, which he has the ability to do. He's shown that he's sure-handed, and he's currently going 85.6 ADP, wide receiver 39. He had a few games last year to start the season, 18 points, 17.9 points, two touchdowns in that first game, another touchdown in the second game, seven touchdowns total. I think he gets the big plays down the field, and he does have that touchdown potential. If he touches 10 touchdowns, that's a great pickup this year for fantasy. I got Mike Thomas next on my list as a mid-round that could be a top 15. And the reason I say that, and I know a lot of people are going to disagree with that. I mean, some people might, but I I think he might come back and, and do his thing. I mean, last year, whenever he came back the first two games, he had eight Targets, five receptions, 22.7 points, two TDs, second game, 70 or uh, 76 snap percentage, which is another stat we like to look at. But he had nine targets, six receptions, and a TD. I mean, if he comes back and he's even 75, 80, 85% of himself, he's going to get the TDs because he's got sure hands. And Derek Carr likes proven wide receivers. I think. Olave does take over a majority of the targets this year. Um, he's currently going in the second round, 
but I do think that Mike Thomas, if he can stay healthy, is going to be a good pickup to flex in certain weeks. Next up, we're looking at Gabe Davis. I love Gabe Davis. Don't, you know, I, I do love his big play potential. I mean, last year, everybody that drafted him was so hyped up that first week he got 18 points. Second week wasn't great. Third week wasn't great. Fourth week, 34. So he does have the big score potential for your fantasy team, but he doesn't get the volume. I mean, there's one, two weeks he got 10 targets and the rest of the time he's sitting around five or six. He, he, you're really relying on a, on touchdown big plays from Gabe Davis, but I do think there's less wide receivers to throw to this year. I think he really solidifies himself as the wide receiver too this year. I think Stefan Diggs has a great year, so he's, teams are going to start covering them late. Um, I think it's a great opportunity to take him as the PPRDP 100 wide receiver 46 and have some big games. Moving forward with underrated wide receivers, I only have two on my list um, that I really, really liked, and I really wanted to hit on these guys. Number one is Hopkins in Tennessee now. Current ADP is 48.5, a wide receiver 20. I mean, the dude could be top five in volume. I think that Tannehill is – this team's going to play hard in Tennessee – they have to throw the ball to win the game. They can't always feed Derrick Henry. Yes, Derrick Henry is going to be the focal point, but when they're throwing the ball, DeAndre Hopkins is going to be the main guy that they're th throwing to. I like Traylon Burks, but they got Hopkins to be the number one, so he's going to be the first look every time. Last season, I mean, whenever he came back from suspension, he had 22 points on 14 targets, 35 points on 13 targets. 19 points on 14 targets. I mean, the dude still has it. He can catch the ball. He's dynamic. He's fast. I think that he could be a top five, a, shoot, even a top three wide receiver PPR this year in terms of points. Um, I really don't see you taking a gamble and losing on this guy. I think that the only thing that could get in the way is injury at this point, but he's going to be one of the main focal points, and I think that he should definitely be drafted um, if you have the opportunity. One of the guys I did mention earlier, K.J. Osborne. I think he's very underrated as well. And I say that because he's shown some burst. I think when Thielen gets hurt, had gotten hurt in the past, he stepped up in those games. He had a game last year against Indianapolis where he had 16 targets, 10 receptions, 33 fantasy points. He ended the season with uh, week 17 in week 18 with 18 points respectively. He can score touchdowns last year. He had five. If he's on the field more, I think he's kind of in competition with Jordan Addison, but I do think that Addison and Jefferson are going to get enough attention that there's going to be games where Osborne can win you a week. He's proven it before. He got a 33 bomb last year. I think as far as underrated goes, he's sitting at an ADP of 186. And he's way down wide receiver pole, sitting around wide receiver 65. So I think there's a lot of value if you can get him. It's Again, it's basically a free pick. As I mentioned previously, I am in a dynasty league. And, man, 
I could have won that league last year. I made a terrible mistake. First week of the playoffs, I lost by like five points. I had somebody on my bench with like 30, and the guy I had in form had two. And then the rest of the playoffs, I was dropping 170 bombs. My team was just going off. But for this, I'm going to look over wide receiver pickups for waivers. I think there are a lot of players that are available from a wide receiver standpoint that you could keep an eye on. First one on my list is Nico Collins. I picked him up in my league. I think he's going to be the number one wide receiver in tennis or uh, in Texas. And I think that C.J. Stroud is going to be throwing the ball. I mean, he, he can throw the ball pretty well. And I do believe that he is going to be given the opportunity to be the number one. Um, K.J. Osborne, as I mentioned in the previous underrated wide receivers, he's still available in a lot of leagues. Michael Gallup, third wide receiver out of Dallas. I think he has the opportunity to come back and get some targets. I don't think uh, you're, you're really banking on somebody to get hurt there for him to be relevant, but I think Brandon Cooks and C.D. Lamb have solidified the one-two. They're going to get a lot of attention. I do like Robert Woods out of, out of Houston as well. I think that he's going to get some targets. I mean, he's coming back from injury, so it's a, it's a tough call. But, again, if you need him in a deeper league, I would grab him. DJ Chark in Carolina shows big play potential sometimes. Um, I think when they're throwing the ball, they're probably going to go to Thielen, but he, DJ Chark is going to get some looks as well. Greg Dortch. I really, really like Greg Dortch. I picked him up a few times last year. He, he got some good games for me. He dropped a 22 in week 16, I think, on my team. And then week 11, he dropped a 19. At the beginning of the season, he had nine targets and 10 targets in games one and three. He's a lot. He's short game. Um, he does get touchdowns occasionally. He only had two last year, but I think he'll get more opportunities. He's shown that he can be dynamic, and he's fast, and he can catch the ball. Now the moment everybody's been waiting for, Mike. Top 40 wide receiver rankings. I hope you all take some insight from this. I think that I've done my due diligence and did a ton of research on each and every one of these individuals in this top 40. There's going to be some picks where you're like, wow, you really think he's that good? And the answer is yes. A lot of this is going to be based on volume. Obviously, it's going to be based on the talent level of the wide receiver. And we're also going to be looking at schedules of some of these players as well. Number one on my list. Different than a lot of people, but I'm taking Tyreek Hill. He talks the talk, but he definitely walks the walk as well. He said he's going to get 2,000 yards this year. I think 2,000 is a lot. But I do think that he could have the ability. I mean, he does have the ability, and he, I think he'll have the opportunity. I think Waddle does take away a few targets, but Tyreek Hill has the big play ability. Dude can get a 10-yard reception and take it to the house. Last year, he had games where he dropped 44 in Week 2, 33 in Week 8, 29 in Week 9, 31 in San Francisco. He gets the ball a lot, 12 targets, 13 targets, 14 targets, 15 targets, 13 targets, 14 targets. He had a game where he got 188 yards. He got a game where he got 190 yards, 160 yards. I think if Tua's healthy all year, 
Tyreek Hill ends as the number one wide receiver. And a lot of teams are getting him at six, seven, eight, around there. I think he could finish as the number one PPR player, excluding QBs. Obviously, their points are boosted a little bit. But I think he can be an absolute league winner, and I'm taking him number one overall. Number two, I got none other than everybody else's number one, Mr. Justin Jefferson, purely based on volume. Alone, he gets the most. I mean, he gets 16, 15, 13. He had two games last year short of eight. He had three games short of 10. So he gets the ball a lot. He is athletically probably the best wide receiver. He has speed that Tyreek Hill has. I bet Tyreek Hill's a little faster, but I think that Justin Jefferson is more dynamic. I think that Justin Jefferson gets a lot more volume. I think that Justin Jefferson has better hands. But I do think that wide, re wide receiver ones change every single year, and I think that they are going to throw the ball a lot more to Addison, a lot more to K.J. Osborne. I think that Kirk Cousins is going to have a little bit of a decline this year. He's starting to get older as well. Justin Jefferson's still the main guy. That's why I have him number two. It's a close number one and two. Um, but I still take Tyreek Hill number one. Justin Jefferson number two. Number three, Jamar Chase. Him and Burrow together are just absolutely ridiculous. Burrow is going to miss some time, which is why he dropped down to number three. For my rankings, I think that that connection is the reason that Chase is so good. Obviously, he is one of the best athletic wide receivers. He's got great hands. He rarely drops the ball. He gets hit and keeps running. But I do think that Burrow being out is going to affect him however long he is out. Um, and I think that Justin Jefferson and Tyreek Hill are just going to have better years, honestly, strictly just based on Burrow being out. Next up, we got Stefan Diggs. I know the season last year for Stefan Diggs ended terribly. I mean, it even lingered into this year with him not showing up to OTAs. Um, he was in the Twitterverse saying this and that. But I think that that lights a fuel under him and under Allen. I think he's going to get the ball a lot more this year. I mean, last year he did get the ball 15 times, twice, 16 times once. He had a couple games where he only got the ball twice, a few games that he got the ball five times, a game he got the ball six times. I think volume's going to go up for Stefan Diggs, and we know Stefan Diggs. He's an absolute beast. He has some of the best hands in the league. I think he's a dominant player. I think if you draft him, uh, he's currently going a little bit later, anywhere between 8 to 14, I've been able to get Stefan Diggs and in these mock drafts. And... I think that that's late for him, especially in PPR. In PPR, if you're not taking him top seven, top eight, I think you're making a mistake drafting some of these running backs before him. Next up, we got Amin Ra St. Brown. I know that's going to throw a lot of you for one, but hear me out here. Amin Ra is an absolute stud. He's going to get the ball a ton. Jamison Williams is going to be out. Volume-wise, he does have a little bit less than Jamar Chase, Justin Jefferson, and Stefan Diggs, as well as Tyreek Hill. But I do think that he's going to get up the ball a lot more this year. I think, obviously, he's the main focal point as far as wide receivers go. He's the true wide receiver one, but I think his athletic ability is getting better. He chirped a little bit, too, in training camp. I think that 
he has potential to be the number one wide receiver. Um, that's why he's on my list at five, because I think he's definitely going to be top five. I do think that he'll have some competition with Tyreek Hill, but I like Jared Goff for him as well. Jared Goff gives him the ball. Jared Goff can be accurate. Jared Goff can sling the ball. So, you know, he's five because Jared Goff is Jared Goff. He has bad games. He throws interceptions. He has games where he misses wide receivers, and he just plays absolutely bad. I think that will limit Amon Ra, but that's why I have him at number five, but I do think he could be number one. Next up, number six, we got C.D. Lamb. C.D. Lamb is a bona fide beast. The dude just catches the ball. He's got the best stickies I've ever seen in my entire life. You could throw three eggs at him at once, and he'll catch all three without breaking any of them. I think Dak has a better year this year. I think Dak is under a lot of pressure this year, but I do think that he's going to get the ball out quicker. He's going to be more accurate, and if he can stay healthy, I think that last year he was affected a lot by his ankle injury. I think that he was lingering, and ankle injuries uh, tend to take a little bit more time to come back from, but... I think that if Dak is fully healthy, C.D. Lamb has an absolute year. He has big play ability. He's got, as I mentioned, the best hands, one of the best hands in the league. I think if you draft him as your wide receiver one, he's going anywhere between 9 and 14. I think if you can get him in the second round late at 14, that's a steal. A.J. Brown. I love A.J. Brown. I think the trade did wonders for him. Jalen Hurts is an absolute beast. I think Devontae Smith is an absolute beast as well. I do like A.J. Brown, but I don't love him, and that's because of Devontae Smith and Jalen Hurts. Jalen Hurts sometimes likes to run the ball. Honestly, he's not the greatest thrower I've ever seen. Um, I think A.J. Brown does get good volume, not the best in the league. He has games where he gets the ball a lot, 13, 10, 10, 16. But there are games where he doesn't get the ball a ton and he is off. A.J. Brown, durability-wise, last year he played every game. In 2021, he was hurt a little bit. In 2020, he missed two games. And I think that he's an absolute stud, but he doesn't match up to some of these other wide receivers. I think now we're starting to get into the Tier 2 wide receivers, in my opinion, starting with A.J. Brown. And I love him. But I don't, I wouldn't want to take him over some of the guys that I mentioned earlier. Devontae Adams, if he was with Rodgers or anybody else besides Jimmy Garoppolo and some of the tier five quarterbacks in the league, I think he's a top five pick. I think that him having Jimmy does limit him quite a bit. I think that that offense just isn't going to be great. I don't think the Raiders are going to be great. I think they're going to be good. And they're going to have to throw the ball because they're going to be down in game. So he is going to get the ball a good amount. He is going to be their main target, their focal point of that offense. Granted, Jacobs, if he comes back, will be a focal point as well. But I think that Waller's gone. That's not going to take away from Adams at all. I think Adams is going to have a great year again. But I think there are going to be games where we may be disappointed. I got Garrett Wilson at number nine. I don't necessarily like him in the top 10, if I'm being completely honest with you. Yeah, he had a great year last year. I think he's thin. I think he could get hurt. And if you're drafting him that high, there's a lot of mouths to feed in the Jets organization as far as wide receivers go. I think they are going to be spreading the ball around a lot. They have Lazard there who's been with Aaron Rodgers. He knows the system. I think that Garrett Wilson... Don't get me wrong, he's very, very talented. He's one of the future best wide receivers of this league. He is a top wide receiver already, 
but I don't know if I love him where he's currently going right now. Number 10, a player I do love, Olave. I think Derek Carr is going to boost Olave. I think Olave takes strides this year. Olave did get hurt last year, and that took away, but I think that he is going to have a stellar year this year with Derek Carr throwing the ball. I think with Mike Thomas there and healthy to mentor him and be on the field and other teams have to worry about Mike Thomas as well. I think that's going to help Olave a lot because teams were starting to double cover him. They had nobody else to throw the ball to. I think Michael Thomas will alleviate some of that. And I think Olave at 10 is a great pick as far as wide receivers go. Number 11, we got T. Higgins. T. Higgins, I think, is a stud. Burrow not being there again, same as Chase, is going to limit him. But with Chase getting a ton of attention, T. Higgins is always open. And he has the big playability. He gets touchdowns, which I, which is huge for fantasy football, as you guys know. I think that last year, his stats would show you he had quite a few touchdowns. He was... Leading, I believe, at one point in yards at the beginning of the season. And quite frankly, the dude's an absolute stud. He's got great hands. He has that big play downfield ability. Next up, we got Devontae Smith. Smith, I already mentioned it. I think he's a beast. If anybody's watching any of his highlights at training camp, his feet are crazy. His routes are ridiculous. His hands are phenomenal. He's got big playability. Last year, he ended the season as the wide receiver nine. He does get volume. To end the season, he had nothing short of eight. He only had one, two, three, four, five games below eight targets. 115 yards one week, 126, 169 in week three with 32 fantasy points. I love Devontae Smith. That's why I have him as my wide receiver 13. DK Metcalf, I think volume is going to go down a little bit this year, but he's still the number one wide receiver there. DK Metcalf gets the touchdown targets. I think he ended first last year and red zone targets for the last two years he's had 14 plus end zone targets dk's had 14 plus end zone targets for three years dk's had 14 plus end zone targets for four years he gets those and last year i think he only had nine touchdowns i think he goes over that this year i think he could end somewhere between 15 and 16. he has the big playability he has the sure hands I think he does better than he did last year and really steps up this year. Next up, we got Keenan Allen. Keenan Allen is Keenan Allen. I mean, he's sure-handed. Herbert loves throwing to Keenan Allen. He's not very durable, but he ended the season last year on a streak. Week 11 through 18, he had 13 fantasy points. 15, 20, 21, 16, 23, 11, 32. I think if you're drafting him as your wide receiver too, that is huge. I think if you're drafting him as a flex and you just stacked wide receiver, wide receiver, and then Keenan Allen, I think that would be phenomenal. Um, but I think durability reasons, and with them having Quentin Johnston and Mike Williams and Palmer's still there, Eckler, there's a lot of mouths to feed. Though Eckler's saying he's not going to play right now, I think that he would be a great wide receiver too. 
Next up, we got Debo Samuel. Debo took a little bit of a step back last year, in my opinion. I think he really comes back again. He ended last year as a wide receiver 40. Um, though he did miss a few games, 15, 16, 17, and 8. Um, you know, he doesn't really get the targets as much as he did the, 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 the previous year. I do think that he has the big playability, and it's Debo Samuel. So... You're going to get games where he drops 25 fantasy points, where he drops 22 fantasy points. Again, if you're drafting him as your wide receiver too, I think he's a great pick. I honestly do think that he's better as a flex play, though. I don't know if you're going to want to play him every single year but or every single week, but I do think he's going to win you some games. Ridley, the wild card. I think, I think he comes back and he could be a top five receiver. Top, top 10. Don't quote me on top five. We'll take top 10. I think that he's got big playability. He looks great right now. Everybody's posting videos on the Twitterverse. There's a lot of hype. Durability, yeah, he didn't play last year. So he, we're going to run into those issues, I do think. He's going to have a couple games where he's not 100%. He may not play a couple games, but I do think he has the big playability. I think he still has it. He's got great hands, and he's got Trevor Lawrence throwing him the ball. I think he's a great wide receiver, too. I like him better as a flex again, but I do think that you're not mistaken if you take him. I think he's going to have a great year. DJ Moore recently moved to Chicago Bears with Justin Fields. I think that is better for Justin Fields than it is DJ Moore, but I think DJ Moore is going to have a lot of opportunity. He's going to be the main guy Justin Fields throws to. He's going to be the focal point of the offense behind Justin Fields. He's got big playability. He's got, got great hands. He's elusive. I think he's going to have a great season. Last year, he ended as the wide receiver 24. I think he could be top 15. I think he'd be top 10. I think he could be a wide receiver one for you on your team. I think he's best as a wide receiver two. If you get him as a flex, great. But I do think wide receiver two is where I would settle him in on your lineup. Next up, we got Amari Cooper. I like Amari Cooper. I don't love Amari Cooper, and I think it's because Deshaun. Deshaun came back last year, and he wasn't great. But Amari Cooper was the number one wide receiver. He had games where he had 12 targets, 10 targets, 11 targets. I think that he got quite a few touchdowns last year. It looks like he got four, five, six, seven, eight. I think durability-wise, he does always miss. Though last year, he didn't miss a ton of games, but he had a few games where he had four targets, four targets, three targets. Um, you're not going to want him in every single week. You're definitely going to want to see the matchup. He starts at Cincinnati. He ends week 17 at the Jets. I don't love that at all. I'm not going to take him in any of my leagues. I think he is a bona fide wide receiver. I don't know if he ends in the top 20 this year. I mean, I have him at 19, so in my rankings, he is a top 20 wide receiver, but... I don't love him. I'm not going to take him in any of my leagues. I don't think you should either. Next up, we got DeAndre Hopkins. I mentioned him. I talked quite a bit about him. I think he's going to be a stud. I think he can be a league winner. I think he can be a big play week in and week out wide receiver bona fide one. I think... He is going to be the main focal point behind Henry, but the wide receiver game, the throwing game is going to go through Hopkins. He showed last year, as I already mentioned, how he can come back and be the guy that we've seen him be in his throughout his career. 
I absolutely love him where he's sitting right now. I have him in my top 20. I I, I think he can be a top 10. Don't be mistaken if he is a top 5. I love if you can get him late. 21, we got Christian Watson. I think Christian Watson has a great year this year. Uh, questions about Jordan Love. I know I mentioned earlier, um, but... I have him outside right outside of my top 20 at 21. I think if you can get him there, he's a great wide receiver too. If you can get him as a flex, that's 10 times better. But he's got the big playability. He can catch touchdowns. He's got great hands. Um, but it, again, comes down to, to love. Next up, we got Christian Kirk, another player that I already went over. I have him a lot higher than a lot of other People have him. Again, he ended as the wide receiver 11 last year. He's got the big playability. Trevor Lawrence throwing him the ball. Volume-wise, there's a lot of players to feed there, a lot of wide receivers to give the ball to. But I think that him and Lawrence have that chemistry already, and Lawrence getting better means Kirk is going to improve as well. Next up, my guy, Ayuk. I absolutely love Ayuk. I mentioned him earlier. He's sure-handed. Brock Purdy, I think, is going to be good this year. I think that he's a great pick if you can get him flex. If he's your wide receiver, too, I think that's good. But I think if you can get him as a flex where he's currently landing right now, I have him as my wide receiver 23. I think that's a steal there. Terry McLaurin. I don't love Terry McLaurin, if I'm being completely honest with you. I had him last year in one or two of my leagues. He did end as a wide receiver 14, which isn't terrible. Um, but I don't like the I don't like the quarterbacks there at all. I don't like the offense there. I think their defense is probably the best part of their game. He's a stud. If he's on any other team, he's a top 15 wide receiver. He was top 15 last year, but I just don't I'm not in love with him. And I, I won't be taking him in any leagues. You can't rely on Terry McLaurin. And what you're really looking for here is, especially these mid-round wide receivers going from 21 to 40, you're really looking for the wide receivers that have the quarterbacks that are throwing them the ball. Great, bona fide, stellar quarterbacks, the Patrick Mahomes of the world, the Herberts. I'd even take Geno Smith. I just don't love the, the, the quarterbacks they have there right now. Lock it. I love Lockett. I had him a few years ago. My buddy Trey Credo, he loves Lockett as well. I don't know how, but Lockett just always finds his way onto Trey's team. I just think that he is uh, sure. You know, I think that you you know what you're going to get out of Lockett. He's going to have some big games, but he's going to have weeks where he doesn't get the get the ball a ton. I do think that there's going to be some volume taken away from him this year, but he has the big playability. Um, you know, he had a few games last year. He had a 30 bomb last year in week 13. He was okay in the playoffs week 17 against the Jets. He definitely didn't do great, 3.7 points. But I think if you're drafting him, the beginning of the year is going to be good for him. He's Rams, then at Detroit, then Carolina, then New York Giants. I think that those are going to be good games for throwing the ball. Um End of the season, he ends at Pittsburgh. Well, he's got Philadelphia, Tennessee, and Pittsburgh. Uh, yeah, I mean, you're really getting him for getting Tyler Lockett and knowing that as a flex player, if he's your wide receiver too, that's not great. But as a flex player, you're plugging him in and out one week, 
next week you're doing something else. I think that he's okay, but he's on the tail end of his career. Drake London, year two. I like Drake London, but I don't love Desmond Ritter. I think Ritter is going to be better this year, but I don't think Drake I don't think Ritter is going to be good enough for Drake London to be a wide receiver one. I like him as a flex. Um I think he's got the potential to be a wide receiver two, but you know, it really comes down to how Desmond Ritter performs. Last year he did do pretty well in games that he did get the ball. He had a game where Week two, he scored 24 fantasy points. If you had him in the playoffs, week 15, 16, 13, and 15 points respectively, not great. At the end of the year, he got a lot more volume with Desmond Redder throwing in the ball. 13 through 18, he had 12 targets, 11 targets, 9 targets, 8 targets, 8 targets. If that continues, then I love him. I love him as a wide receiver, too. He's got to have the volume, though, in order for me to be in on Drake London. I don't foresee me drafting him in a lot of leagues, but... You know, if you're drafting him as a flex player, you got two studs in front of him, I, I take him. Next up, we got Mike Williams. I don't love Mike Williams. I think he gets hurt a lot. Um, he does have the big playability. He's a big body, big hands. He catches the ball over people. He makes crazy catches. Herbert's throwing him the ball, but there's, again, a lot of miles to feed there. I do think that... You know, what you get with Mike Williams is one week he can drop you 30, the next week he's going to drop you 5. And that's the risk you take in drafting Mike Williams. You're going to go for those 30 bombs, but he's also going to drop a few duds for you as well, so don't be surprised there. I like Brown. I like Hollywood next up as my wide receiver 28. I think that with Hopkins gone, he's the true wide receiver 1 there now. Questions around Kyler Murray, but you know when Kyler Murray was on the field, he was throwing the ball. He they didn't have a great year over there. It's a new regime, but I do think that he gets the volume, and I think that he has a good year. Don't hate drafting him, but I would take him as a flex player. He could be your wide receiver too. But I'm not taking him on a lot of leagues unless I hear a little bit more about Kyler Murray. He did have a couple games last year where he had he had 17 targets one one game, 11 targets, 11 targets, 10 targets. I mean, he started the year great, 14 fantasy points, 12 fantasy points, 30 fantasy points, 20 fantasy points. That's without DeAndre Hopkins. No Hopkins there. I think you can get a steal here. He can be a top 20, top 15. I have him on my list right now. He's 28, but I think he can get there if Kyler Murray comes back and he's getting the ball a lot more. Next up, 29, I got Flowers. So I already mentioned Flowers. I think he can steal you a championship this year. He's their wide receiver one. I'm not going to hammer him too much more. I have him right in my top 30 at 29, but again, he's a rookie. Keeper leagues, you got to draft this guy. If you can get him next year, in year two, this late, I think he's going to go in the second or third round next year. If you can snag him, I'm taking him in the sixth round. I'm taking him maybe even in the fifth in one of my leagues. Um, but I think he's a bona fide stud. Next up, we got Jordan Addison. I like Addison. Again, another guy I already hit. 
I think he can be a great wide receiver too. I think he can plug into you, your teams as a wide receiver too. I think that beginning of the season is going to be a little bit tougher, growing pains, but I do think that he's not going to be the main focal point, so he is going to get the ball. Dotson, another player I already mentioned. I don't like the quarterbacks there, but he's an absolute bona fide stud. I think if you can get him this late and and have him as a keeper maybe next year, um, if they can find a quarterback that's good enough, he can be a top 20 wide receiver. But you're drafting him to plug him in as a flex occasionally. Really, you're just having him on your bench hoping that he finds a connection with these QBs. One of these QBs shows out, and he gets the ball a lot. 32, I don't really like this pick that much, but where you can get him, Mike Evans, I mean, he's big playability. He's sure-handed. He gets 1,000-plus yards every single season. Last year wasn't great from a fantasy standpoint. I mean, where you were drafting him last year, you hated it. If you're drafting him here and he has... The same year as last year, he's going to have some big games. He had a three TD game last year. I think if you get him this late, you're you're hoping for the best. You're not necessarily plugging him in all the time, but you never know. You're going to get some good games where he gets a lot of targets. He gets the TDs, but he's really TD dependent with the quarterback situation down there right now. Next up, Michael Pittman. Big question mark here. He's a top 15 potential wide receiver. Richardson's the quarterback more than likely this year. I'm, I'm sure there's going to be some back and forth with the quarterbacks over there, but he's their number one. He's their true number one. When they're throwing the ball, they're looking at him. I do like him here because you're getting him so late. He can potentially be yeah, a, a keeper next year in keeper leagues. Um, if Richardson can really show up, show out, prove that he's one of the best quarterbacks in the league, which he has the potential to do, I think that if he can come out and throw the ball 3,000-plus yards, which for a rookie is a lot, but I think he, he could potentially get there with his accuracy, I think he could be relevant, Pittman could. I think he could be a wide receiver, too, at some point, maybe, if the quarterback play is there. But other than that, if the quarterback play isn't there, I don't like Pittman at all. Deontay Johnson, no touchdown guy. I don't like him. Kenny Pickett, I don't like him. Um, I'm thinking that, you know, if you get him here, he's a plug-and-play. I don't think he has potential to be a great wide receiver for anybody. I'm not taking him in any of my leagues. I don't think anybody else should. Chris Godwin, a lot of people have Godwin above Mike Evans. I, I just don't like either of them. I don't like Godwin because he's always hurt. Godwin will get more volume than Evans, but that offense isn't going to be moving down the field a ton. I don't like their running backs as much either. I just don't like their offense in general. I don't think that team is going to have a great season. They may be playing from behind a lot, which might help Godwin and Evans, but I don't think that their quarterbacks are great enough for me to pick them up. Pickens, two picks behind Deontay Johnson. I like Pickens. I think he's got the big play. He's got the swagger. I think that he does have a connection with Kenny Pickett more than Deontay Johnson does. I think Johnson's the number one over there, but I think Pickens has the opportunity to have some big games. I think that he can score some touchdowns. He can make some great plays, and you know Pickett likes throwing him the ball. I 
Last year, he ended as the wide receiver 39, which isn't great, but he did have some good games. He had a week four against the Jets, 18 points. Week 11 against Cincinnati, 18 points. Week 16 in the playoffs for you, 16 points. I mean, but he doesn't get the volume. He had two games with eight, and everything else was below that, eight targets. So I don't love him. I think if you get him, he's a stash play, but not great. Next up, I got Thomas, 37. I think he's an absolute steal at 37. I think he gets you some touchdowns. I don't think he's a league winner, but I think he does propel your team in some weeks. Derek Carr's there throwing him the ball. I think if he's, again, 75, 80, 85%, he's still relevant. Next up, I got Davis, Gabe Davis. I've already talked about him. Gabe Davis, I think, is... Big playability. Everybody drafted him last year a little bit ahead of where he is now, but I think if you get him, again, you plug him in a few games. He's a great flex pick. I don't love him, but I probably would take him in a few leagues just because I love, I just love big game Gabe Davis. Next up, I got Cooks. I like Cooks. I think Cooks could have a great year. I think that he hasn't had anybody to throw him the ball. I think that... He will get the ball because C.D. Lamb's going to take a lot of coverage. Um, I am not – I don't think in any of my drafts I've taken him just yet in my mock drafts. I really have to see where he's going again. But I think he still has big playability, and I think that he is going to get the ball enough to be relevant from a fantasy standpoint. I was 39. 40, my last pick. I really like Quentin Johnston at 40. Uh, I think if you can get him there, you stash him next year, he's even better. I think if injuries happen in that wide receiver group, especially Keenan Allen, Mike Williams, with their durability issues, I think that he will step up. He will get the ball. Herbert will give him the ball. I think that they absolutely like his size, and especially if Mike Williams goes down, he's going to take over Mike Williams' role, and he's going to get the ball, and I think he's going to score some touchdowns. So that's it for my top 40. Next up, we're going to talk about some bets I would like to take. Starting off with the NFL Offensive Rookie of the Year. I'm loving this number right here, plus 3,000. I'm taking Zay Flowers. I mean, you got Bijan at plus 300, Young at plus 420. I really like Zay Flowers this year. I think that he could potentially be... One of the best wide receivers. I think he could be a top 10, maybe even a top five wide receiver this year. I think he's going to get the volume. He's going to be on a great team, great offense. I like him at plus 3,000. I mean, I'm taking that to the bank with me, even if I'm only putting $25 on it. I think that's well worth the bet. I think the NFL Offensive Player of the Year, I like Tyreek Hill at plus 2,000. I've already told you why he's my number one. I think that if Tua stays healthy, he gets the ball a lot. When Hill talks, he walks. So I think that him saying he's getting 2,000 yards, I think he can do it. I think he can get a ton of touchdowns. I think he can be the best wide receiver in the league this year, and I think he can be an absolute league winner. Last but certainly not least, my league winner wide receiver. This is going to throw you off for one, but purely based on where you can get him and what you could potentially get before him to pair with him, 
I think that Amon Ross St. Brown could win a lot of people leagues. He's going to get the volume. I think he's only going to get better. I know that the first six weeks, he's not going to have any competition for targets. If I'm being honest with you, I think when Jamison Williams comes back, he does take away some of the targets, but they play two completely different styles of game. I think if you can get a bona fide running back before him or even another wide receiver before him and you're drafting him in the second round, early in the second round or even mid in the second round, I don't think he'll last till late. If he's late, if he's late great. If, he's, if you're one, two, three, four, or five, and you're drafting Amon Ra as your second player to pair with a Christian McCaffrey or an Austin Eckler or Justin Jefferson, I think that's phenomenal. But if you're getting him at, let's say, 15, 16, and you're pairing him with a Stefan Diggs or a Bijan or somebody like that, I think he could potentially outperform those guys. So at, in the second round, an Amon Ra St. Brown, I think, can be a league winner. And I absolutely love betting on him in all my leagues. I don't think I'll have the opportunity to take him in all my leagues, but I'm certainly going to try. Well, that does it for the podcast today. I appreciate everybody that continued to follow throughout the whole podcast. I hope you gained some insight and took some good notes. Though you may not agree with all my picks, I hope that you do at least respect my opinion and appreciate that I'm doing this for everybody that wants to tune in. Um, Moving forward, I'm going to be doing more podcasts. Next, we're going to be doing RB rankings. Then we'll move forward with tight ends and QBs after that. I'll look at redraft strategies. We'll do divisional breakdowns. We'll also look at my fantasy team once my fantasy teams once I draft them later on down the road. Again, I appreciate you tuning in, and I hope you continue to tune in moving forward. Yo, get the